Mana 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 this is social discasting welcome to social discasting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a return guest which is a rarity but last time we talked was recorded on august 20th episode came out august 24th so listen to that for the sake of a bookend that'd be interesting but yeah, how about I contextualize after I introduce her? Maybe that'd be better. Please welcome my friend, Jessica. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> yeah, we talked before for like 20 minutes and then suddenly we're formal, which is weird because we know each other on top of that. Yeah, so not that I did a good job of introducing that, but you're a teacher and we spoke four days prior to your first day in COVID times as a teacher and you were prepping at the time, prepping for, as you put it, like three different ways of teaching, both in-house teaching, I guess, or just in the classroom, students that were going to be online or remote, and then the hybrid version, which is like doing some days in, some days, and then some days online, and all how taxing that was, and the fear of looming cases and positive tests and what that could entail, which was, even before that, it was so much, it sounded like for what you had to do, the limited amount of time you had to do it in a day and how that upended your schedules and trying to be in contact with people over the summer when you could with different food programs. Is is this correct, right? right. Yes. It's, I mean, it seems like... Uh, I feel like Rose in the Titanic, <clears throat> but the old lady version. <laughs> so <laughs> when I first spoke with you, I was... Rose Kate Winslet version, right? <laughs> Still kind of like, I can do this. It's fine. We're good. Hopeful, young. And now I'm like the little old lady who threw the little the gem in the ocean. <laughs> You're the old lady who said it's been 84 years in yes. a weather voice? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It's hard to believe that like that was only 10, only 10 months. That was 10 months ago. <laughs> And so I know it's true factually, but I still don't believe it at the same time somehow. Yeah. Um, I can say like having to reflect back on August and trying to be prepared and not knowing what we were getting into, what we we're walking into, what it was going to look like. And I mean, and that was from everybody. That was teachers, that was parents, that was students, that was administration like nobody knew what we were about to walk into or get into and you know there was still a lot of fear too because <clears throat> here it was all of these small germ spreaders coming together <laughs> in the brick and mortar setting right those were my traditional kids my five days a week that were going to be there every single day and we had to keep them six feet apart or as much as we could and then on top of, like you said, the other stressors of teaching hybrid kids that were going to be there two days a week and then virtual three days and then offs and the virtual only kids that were learning from home. So it's hard to really, it's, and I'm not saying this because I'm a teacher, but I have to say, like, teachers rallied, like, really rallied this, this year. Um, so if you know a teacher or an administrator or a cafeteria worker or a janitor, Oh my gosh, God bless those people, right? They had a sanitize behind us yeah. consistently for 10 months. 
like thank them because they worked their tails off this year, which is why we absolutely 100% deserve the two months we get off. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's so wild to say like the two months and it's just like, yeah, times 11 or something. Like, I can't. <laughs> You know, the, there's no, um, obviously, there's, like, there's no amount of time to where it's like, I'm okay now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But but also, two months seems like such a drop in the bucket. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, like, as if it, like, it, it would be normally, quote unquote, normally, let alone like in the wake of all of this, you know. Um, yeah. So, I guess, uh, you know, because what we talked about, obviously, we just, like I said, talked to just, like literal days, four days prior to your first day so it was more of how you, you know your summer leading up to it kind of the beginning of the pandemic leading up to august and your anticipation for the year but how hmm, how this is so difficult to answer but i i don't know how to phrase it how was the reality versus your expectations if that makes sense um <laughs> and, and forgive me it's kind of like having a baby uh you have that amnesia of the pain <laughs> i have kind of like numbed myself <laughs> from um what i felt like at the beginning to what i feel now um so i can say the expectations were very high and it was also very very scary honestly like i was i was still very scared and intimidated um we didn't nobody knew anything that was the thing like nobody knew what this was going to look like and and so it was really hard to actually set expectations too like all we knew is we now had all these dots all over the floors of the school um tape everywhere where the kids would stand and we knew that the water was shut off in the school like no water fountain um kids had to bring their own water bottles to drink and they had to fill it up in our classroom sink because the water fountains were shut off and um, and we had like kids can only go to the bathroom like one at a time but there could be like no more than two kids in the bathroom at a time because that, that way they could stay six feet apart kind of thing like it, it was crazy the cafeteria um and lunch the kids had to stay six feet apart so they had their assigned seats of where to um to sit in the cafeteria like there was just oh, it was just crazy um and I don't know. Like, like I said, the, everybody was coming into so much unknown. It was just kind of like, here's your mask, here's your hand sanitizer, good luck. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt. That's what it felt like. It was like <laughs> the district provided us a mask. They provided us a hand sanitizer and uh, a thousand, like twelve hundred disinfectant wipes <laughs> in our classrooms to wipe down our desks at the end of the day or our seats. And, um, and like I said, it was just kind of like, here's your stuff. Good luck. Um, was there ever an outbreak at your school? Oh my gosh. Yes. It, yeah. we actually had a dashboard from the district and every, every parent would get an email and every, um, staff member would get an email from, from the school 
and um, for the school district, and it would say this many positive cases, this many students are in quarantine, this many teachers are in quarantine, this many teachers are have positive cases. It and it was it was just disheartening, it was scary. Our director of nursing would send out an email too and it would say, This school has this many cases, this school and it broke it down by school. So yeah. there are many times that like my school was at the top of the list because we're one of the largest schools in the district too. And it was just um it was just like, oh my gosh, there's gonna be nobody left. <laughs> um at one point at my school, um we had half of the fourth grade out, that, which included the teachers too, because one child came and was positive, had a positive case. And so due to teacher classroom ratio sizes, you know, those teachers had to, um, those kids were not six feet apart. It was impossible. You know, you have an 800 square foot classroom. You got to squeeze 28 kids in that classroom that are still coming. And then, one kid comes in with a positive case, symptomatic or asymptomatic, and then all the kids around that child had to quarantine. Teacher yeah. had to quarantine. Um, anybody that came in close contact with that child within 48 hours had to quarantine. And so, that, like I said, there was one point where an uh, entire grade level, half of them were completely out. <laughs> How long into the school year was it until thereabouts, like, until that first case, or maybe like one of the bigger instances of it, I guess. Oh, like week one, maybe. Like, okay. I, I, I honestly yeah. can't it remember. Yeah. It was pretty quick. What I can say is like, you know, we got those emails consistently from our director of nursing um, or nurses or health or whatever her actual title is. She's the head honcho of all like the school nurses and stuff. Um, and then we would get the dashboard emails that were sent from the communications department. And so I can say they did not stop sending those emails with positive mm. cases until sometime after spring break. Wow. And by that time, you know, we'd already had a vaccination, right? So um, I, don't, I don't know, like, um, cause I, myself, did not get vaccinated until I was one of the first go to actually go and get it done. I scheduled the appointment. We had to schedule an appointment. I had to schedule my appointment to go get my vaccination for February because I was still a little hesitant from it. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be one of the first ones, but I feel like it is my responsibility to get one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, given my profession and, uh, the mobility of my teaching position, cause you know, I'm all over the building. I'm not just in one classroom. I have my classroom, but I travel throughout the entire building. Um, and so anyway, I just wanted, I'm one of those people that's like, oh, I'm going to see what, hap- what happens to everybody else first. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, a, it's like that follow the leader mentality, that follow the leader principle is like, you, you, the the hesitance of humans to be the first one to go into like open the door to a an unlocked room with the lights off and then once one person does it everybody does it mm-hmm. and and it's like that with the vaccine it's like it's a standard fear of the unknown you know right well there and then one other person does it and then you're like oh okay yeah there we go well 
Well, there are some people that were very like gung ho, wanted to be one of the first people to get it that I worked with, and I was like, "Great, you go ahead. I'm going to watch what happens, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'll make my decision." So that's why I scheduled my appointment in February, and then I get some email that says, "We moved your appointment to like the very first day." I was one of the very first people to get my vaccination. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that backfired on me real, real hard." Cut, cut to you're on the news for <laughs> as the first person in the state to get it. <laughs> Through gritted teeth. Well, no. (laughs) You know, healthcare workers got theirs first, obviously. No, I know. And then, you know, there for a while, they they were like, teachers will get it next. And then they took it away in Arkansas. Like, no, teachers are going to have to wait. And then they were like, wait a minute. That's stupid. (laughs) That's how I hope they thought anyway. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. That's stupid. They need to get it first, too. (laughs) Arkansas did that tier system, right? Tier one, two, and three. And... They're like, let's put teachers at tier three. Wait a minute. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> I can say majority of this year, I never felt more like chopped liver in my life. <laughs> oh, I, I can't imagine. Just, um, I, well, in, in, well, probably in a lot of senses, but like in, in the sense that you were just held at the whims of uh, a lot of mismanagement, to put it lightly. Yes. It, was also kind of, it also kind of felt like we were going to be like the sacrificial lamb. Like, okay, yeah. we're going to open the doors to school, which I'm not saying kids do not need to be in school. The kids need to be in school. But it was the way we were opening so suddenly and no plan really in place yeah. and no communication of what the plan was, even if there was one, that they had not, like, that they had an idea of what it was going to look like. It was not communicated to us teachers who were the people that were going to be on the front lines, you know, of like, uh, <laughs> like I well, said, here's your mask, here's your, here's your hand sanitizer, good luck. <laughs> well, yeah, to, well, to your point, it's like the, um, but also the rigidity of, like, oh, yeah, you know what, it's really, really bad out there, but it's school, we're opening schools, we're just opening schools, figure it out, and then you're left to your own devices with not, what, what doesn't seem like uh, a clear plan and the support that is required. Right. Which, and it's like, well, what do you do? It's like you just figure it out, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, which, you know, teachers do on a daily basis when not in a pandemic, you know. Yeah. But it was just yeah. a little more, um, a little bit more pressure for us to take on this year, I think. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like the, to put it lightly, the life of a teacher is a lot of things, but one of them includes doing more with less. Mm-hmm. And to again to put that very lightly, but then to do it more more with the least in all of this this year especially, mm-hmm. and also like the unknown, like oh by the way we're not sure if you'll if you'll get sick, um, but you might. But also yes. you might you might not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even oh gosh that was the other thing too it was so hard because even if um. Like I said, some, a lot of teachers had to go out, right? Just because they were in close proximity of a positive symptomatic or asymptomatic case. And so we lost, you know, kids lost good instruction for two weeks because we had to quarantine for two weeks. Um, luckily, I did not have to quarantine. I did have to get tested multiple times. And while I was waiting for my results, I would have to be, um, I was at home. So, okay. um, so but, you never had an, a, an, a quote unquote official 
mandated quarantine then as a result of being exposed to somebody. Correct. I never had a positive uh, yeah. a positive case or positive a positive test. So yeah, no. It was just it was because, oh, by the way, the student that you teach came back in quarantine because they have a positive case. Okay. <laughs> well, that I feel like um, I would imagine. I don't obviously. I don't know what the numbers are, but I would imagine that y- you were more the exception, not the rule, and having not having a quarantine officially mm-hmm. in that year. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how many teachers and stuff or staff are there. So, um, well, we have a, in my building over a hundred staff members, which includes wow, which includes teachers, admin, um, cafeteria, you know, support staff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and other offices like that. Um, so it's yeah, there's um, quite a quite a few adults in the building, but that was another thing too. It was very difficult. Um, you know, in Arkansas, we are implementing Rise, which is uh, basically revamping how students learn how to read and very phonics based and um, increasing phonological awareness and things like that. Well, we have um, coaches that are supposed to help us implement these things in the classroom. And so teaching content and not having the support of the coaches or administration to come in, like people couldn't come into the building. Like our building was essentially locked down with people if you did not work in that building. Oh, okay. So, like, parent, like, this is the sad part, too. It's like, I just remember, you know, parents of kindergartners, right? Like, you walk your kids in, and, and they get to come into this building they've never been in before in their whole entire lives as these adult strangers, and you have to drop off your kids at the front door. You don't actually get to walk into the classroom and let them see their seat and, yeah. you know, be there for a little bit. Like, in years past, we've let parents come in and, and, be there and experience that you know as a parent myself like I was able to be there when I dropped my daughter off at kindergarten for the first time and Christ of course I boohooed on the way out she was fine <laughs> typical cancer right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but on top of that too though it's like they can't have this moment that otherwise most every parent has yeah. and you want to do that and you're, you it's so difficult to let go of that and your child but you can't do that amidst the backdrop of a pandemic. Right. The time you would want to do it even more. Right, right. So, I mean, there's a lot of, like, things that were absent this year, you know, that um, we didn't get to enjoy and have. You know, field trips obviously didn't happen. and So kids didn't get to experience field trips. and um, Virtual field trips. We, we did virtual field trips. <laughs> Um, or, you know, um, just, uh, just a bunch, I can't even think right now, just there's so many other things that, just even like socializing, like, that was, uh, um, <laughs> there are other things too that, you know, we had to tell kids not to touch each other, and that's, that's just a very natural thing for children to do. How innovative did you have to get for like virtual, uh, field trips? Was that a, a fun creative time or was it all stressful so it was another thing? I don't, uh, to be honest, like I'm one of those teachers, I'm on, actually, surprisingly, I am very happy to be in the classroom and not 
consistently having to do strictly only virtual. Like, um, there was a teacher from every grade level in my building that was strictly only virtual. So they, bless their hearts, weren't even coming to the building, never got to meet their kids in person for a long time, you know, and like had to consistently have like be even more creative with virtual content. And so um, luckily, you know, I work with an amazing crew of teachers that were consistently sharing resources like, hey, found this, you know, this would be, this is great and fun for the kids. It's interactive, you know. Um, you know, my role as a special education teacher, like I don't, um, and I'm a resource teacher. I'm not just, you know, strictly in one classroom consistently. And so, uh, I didn't have to do things like that. Like I didn't have to plan a field trip because I normally would never ever plan a field trip anyway. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. If that makes sense. Okay. So yeah. honestly, I, even though I didn't, um, I didn't have to be as creative as everybody else did <laughs> in that sense of content. But let me tell you, they, they really pulled it out. Like I know that, you know, some teachers would be like, Hey, do you mind contacting? So they, I remember, um, one grade level had like a virtual map and, um, I, I, people reached out to me and they were like, Hey, um, do you care to ask one of your family members in the Philippines if they'll record like a short video, um, just a two minute video about some of the great things where they live in the Philippines. And so, yes, I contacted family in the Philippines and I was like, well, I know some other people that are in like Taiwan. I know some people in Ireland, et cetera, et cetera. And so it was really cool because like teachers were doing, pulling things like that together. So kids could click on this virtual map and watch this like, quick two minute video of somebody talking on another, you know, across the world um, and just kind of learning things like that. So I think it was, it, it really made teachers go outside their box <laughs> Yeah. and, and really look and get creative about stuff. And so, like I said, I you know anybody that's in education, give them a pat on the back because literally they did some really amazing things this year. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And and also like God, that's really cool. Really mm-hmm. amazing. Also must be so exhausting to have to reinvent the wheel. I, I mean at at a moment's notice because you just don't know, like you said, going into it, what it's gonna be until it presents itself. Right. Right. Um so how so I guess to your point about I know I know you're a special special education. So you were outside of like having to do a a, a waiting period to see if you were tested positive or not, but you weren't on any kind of official quarantine. But you were in school every day then, like physically? Every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was there every Ooh. single day and pushing in the classrooms, pushing out of the classrooms, um, and teaching. I mean, because <clears throat> I teach reading, writing, and math. And so <laughs> that was the funny thing, too, because it was like, how do you teach phonics when the kids literally have to see your mouth <laughs> and to, sh- to show them how to make the sound that the letter E makes? <laughs> oh my God. And so I had, when I would get in my classroom, I had to take mask off and had face shield on. 
And I hated that so much. But the kids were able to see my mouth. But here was the tricky part. I They had to repeat that sound back to me. And so my ears, I feel like my hearing got better <laughs> because I couldn't see their mouth because their masks had to stay on at all times. They didn't have face shields. And so I would be like, so, so, give me that sound one more time. So we kind of had to like individually like give me that sound just so I knew that they were doing the right thing um, or saying the right sound uh, for that letter or. Uh, <laughs> My Lord. Yeah, it was, it was quite difficult. Um, but you know, I think it was a lot harder on the adults than it was the kids. Kids are so resilient and they're just like, it's cool. We're going to do this. Um, I can honestly say too, like, this is probably, I think the kids were just as scared as we were, we were because they didn't know what it was going to be like too. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, um, when they came in, they were scared. So like less, less bad behaviors, right? Um, less, what I would say is like, um, you know, because we have behaviors. Kids are, kids are, they do say things better. <laughs> they are what they are. Kids say the darndest things. Um, <laughs> but I can, I feel like, you know, kids didn't misbehave as much this school year as they could have. You know what I mean? Like, there weren't physical fights. I can't even think of a single physical fight that occurred this school year on, on, the side that I was, the elementary side that I was on. Wow. Um, but going back to having to say that too, like here are these five-year-olds, four or five-year-olds coming into kindergarten, right? And we have to sit there and tell them, you can't hold hands. You, you're not, you have to stay away from your, your friend that you just made. Like you, you're telling them how to not do what's so natural as a child, right? As a kid, you're, you naturally are drawn to your friend. You want to hold their hand and skip around the playground. And we had to tell them, you can't do that. Don't do that. Or they want to hug their teacher because they, they're just happy, small children that are just full of joy. And they want to show that by hugging their teacher. And so when they come up to you to try to hug you, and you have to tell them, you can't hug me. I'm, you know, no, no, we have to keep our hands to each other. I think that was probably the most disheartening part <laughs> through all of it. Because, <laughs> like, you're, it's almost, it's not like you're not saying it, but it, it, it almost gives a negative connotation to, you know, to showing love and consideration, you know, like just outward yeah. displays of things. And to give them, yeah, yeah, yeah and almost like, making it like a scarlet H for a hug, you know, yeah. of like, okay, no, you can't, can't do that. It's not any kind of, you know, you can't, it's so I can't imagine having to communicate that to a child, but while expressing that it's not that it's bad, it's just that we can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can say after I went through my vaccination, my second dose, um, if a kid ran up and hugged me, I was like, mm, I don't care. <laughs> like there came a point I will say there came a point in the school year that I was just like I just don't care like I just don't care at this point you know what I mean I can say I was probably a very heightened right up until maybe like November we had we kind of had like joking bets like we're not going to make it past October 23rd we're not going to make it past you know we're going to shut down again November 2nd you know yeah. we had these like rolling bets right um <laughs> 
and then I, I mean, like I said, I was I was still pretty heightened um, about procedures and, and keeping kids apart and not and telling them no touching, no touching, no touching. Ugh, uh, keep your mask up, whatever. And um, <laughs> and then you know when, like I said, when I got my vaccination, I was just like, listen, I haven't caught it yet. I just totally feel like I'm just not gonna get it at this point. Because I had been consistently at work, you know what I mean, for months. And it was just like, you know, I've been sneezed on, I've been coughed on, I, um, I just, <laughs> I'm now vaccinated. If a kid wants to hug me, by golly, I'm going to hug him back. <laughs> and that might have been irresponsible on my part, but at the same time, it, there's just that, it, human interaction, right? Like sometimes some kids come to school to be loved because they're not loved at home. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and as a as a teacher and as a human being, like I can't look at a seven year old that wants to hug me and not hug them back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't imagine. Even if it's just because that's the norm, but just in general of like how how can you say no to that face? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean that really is it. Like how do you, yeah. how do you say no? To the kid hugging your leg, you know, how, and, and like celebrating them, right? Like once I had a, a kid, she came in, she didn't know maybe four letters of the alphabet and she, you know, she's in second grade. And then, you know, a couple, couple months into the school year, she knows all 26 letters of the alphabet. How do I not celebrate that with her? You know, without like giving her a high five, you know, like here, I'm going to give you a sticker on your paper. Which that's great too. That's positive affirmation as well. But at the same time, I'm going to scream this at the top of our lungs. We bastard our alphabet, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So it 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 was difficult. But like I said, I I got kind of lackadaisical about it. And uh, I guess if I got caught, <laughs> if my, my my administration's listening to your podcast, and oops, <laughs> oops, I'm caught. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's uncaught. I I hugged children. <laughs> <laughs> I I let them hug me. I gave them high fives. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, it, it's now revealed that this is just an intervention, and your 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 principal comes in all of a sudden. You're like, oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, 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 oh wait, oh, are we okay. renewing my contract or no? <laughs> um, vis a vis everything I just said, uh, J.K. Yeah. Uh, when, when's my last paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you think? Um, I know at the 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 current trajectory, I guess, of where we're going, and you know, a lot of this is projection and prognostication. But you know, as at the current trajectory of where we're at with COVID, it it feels like um, our cases are only where we're, they're lessening more and more and more, and restrictions are now predominantly back you know or or a lack of them you know the the pre-covid times as people say um do you think that that as of the way it's going do you think that um it'll go back to in in class per normal or do you think a hybrid will become some form of the norm well no so that was one thing that my school did is at semester which was a huge relief um -hmm. we eliminated the hybrid option okay so you were you you had to either decide your child was going to be a virtual learner or a five day a week brick and mortar learner, and so 
what my district has done, we do have a virtual academy that has been around um, even like pre-COVID, pre-anything. And, okay. um, and so in my district, we have a virtual academy. So the superintendent said, okay, um, these are your options now for next school year. You can either enroll in the virtual academy and your child will remain a virtual learner and there's they have their own set of teachers it's not going to be teachers from my building you know like you i will never see those kids that are part of the virtual academy because that's not the school that i work at does that make sense gotcha okay and so or you're going your child is going to be a five-day week brick and mortar student the entire district has eliminated the hybrid option um, so that that allows so by yeah to your point about like the hybrid option obviously that allows it to where they are in either one so you only have to prepare for one thing yeah which is I can't imagine the relief of that yes it is strictly five day week lesson planning <laughs> in person um, okay which, which is nice now what I will say though you know I have a daughter and she was in high school this year and I was. <laughs> Oh man, her band performances were something else. So she had to play the flute. She had to play a flute through a a split mask. It was quite interesting. That's that's impressive. Um, that takes lung capacity. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting how these kids performed uh, for band. But anyway, she I liked her hybrid option. She was actually a hybrid student. Uh, but I think it's a little bit different at high school level, right? Like, she went to school four days a week, and then she was at home on Fridays and did all of her virtual, or did, you know, she still had to keep up with her classes, but it was all online on Fridays. So, sort of. That feels like the ideal. Yeah, like, I didn't mind it for my kids that's in high school. Also, a self-sufficient student, you know what I mean? Like Sure. Um, so... I feel like there weren't a lot of cons. It wasn't all negative, right, to have hybrid options. Um, where it was difficult was, you know, especially, like, in special education, like, the hybrid kids that I had, like, I need them in person. Like, special education and virtual learning just really don't mix. Um, they, it really just doesn't mix because those kids are already behind grade level. And they're not having that consistent interaction, like, all day, every day, eight hours a day, you know. And yeah. constantly having that content exposed to them um, in the hybrid or the virtual learning. So it was really frustrating on special education as far as, like, those kinds of learners. Whereas my own daughter, you know, she could have been an all-virtual learner and been just fine. But... There really, there really is something to say about kids being in front of a teacher and learning something. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, absolutely, and like just being in the presence of other people. Period. Right. You know, let alone that. Obviously, you know, being in person, it it, it commands your attention. <laughs> yes, yes, and and you know, I will say too. <laughs> Everybody, a big question that came up was like, are we going to, are we going to state test this year? Like, are we going to actually do this? And they were like, yes, yes, we are. And we're like, really? During the pandemic, we're going to state test <laughs> and see how far behind our kids really are. Cause you know, we didn't have school since March of yeah. 2020. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I could just tell you, we don't have to do a test. <laughs> I mean, 
we're still teaching kids regardless if we're doing state testing or not. Like these kids are still learning. So do you really, do you really have to do this fish this year? Can we not fish it off one year? <laughs> ah, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Good uh, to know. Yeah, and it's like, no, we're still doing state testing. I was like, great, they will be the worst scores we've ever had. <laughs> because death, death taxes, and standardized tests. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, there is one other thing, uh, not to, to very unsubtly transition to a, a almost a diametrically opposed subject, but not, but it, it's wildly different. And that's something that you brought to my attention on Instagram, which I'm borderline resentful of knowing that this person <laughs> exists. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, I mean, he. Let me tell you, in in this school year of teaching, yeah, I have to say, when I felt like my life was really hard and I had it really bad, I would go to this Instagram account to feel better about myself. That you know what? Fair enough. That is, and that's a better transition than I could ever do, which is any at all. And I had to and share it with somebody, and you were the winner. Um, thank you? Question mark. And that's. Uh, and and the name of this it's uh, at Zoo Arcade on Instagram, <laughs> and it's somebody a guy named Patrick, <laughs> and he has a dog, a cat, and a skunk, uh, <laughs> which is a sentence that is a fact. And he uh, when he's talking to the skunk, when doing videos with the skunk, which are every day, I think multiple times a day, <laughs> he affects a voice that. Uh, is is truly unnatural in every conceivable way, and and frankly unsettling. It's yes, that's a great way to put it. Um, that is uh, a better, more tactful way than how I was going to phrase it. <laughs> but yes, because I had all kinds of things coming to mind of how to phrase that. <laughs> Deeply unsettling uh, on a cellular level, I think. Um, oh, I, and and I didn't mention this to you before we recorded. Did I mention on here? There are uh, his bio on Instagram has three words in it, and just what do you think the three words are? Uh, cat, dog, skunk. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good guess. Um, <laughs> I never paid attention to it. Like I just <laughs> I I hadn't either prior to this, and I do know now, and I wish I didn't. <laughs> I man, this is awful. It's three words. <laughs> oh, I, I don't like it so much. Game, sass, love. <laughs> love. Live, laugh, oh, no. love. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Game, sass, love. No. Yes. yes. Because on top of, you know, having the skunk, and the skunk's name is Atari. Yes. He's, a, as as the name would tell you, Zoo Arcade. Yeah. He, his house and his clothes, like he has like Mario socks and stuff. It's all video game themed. Yes. Yes. All of it. Yes. I think I remember sending you one of the videos once and I was like, pay attention to his socks. I mean, listen to the video and pay attention to what he's doing with his skunk and the blueberries or whatever's happening in that video. But tell me what are what are on his socks? And I think you figured out it was like a Super Mario Brother character or something. <laughs> I think it was. I had to look up what it was specifically, but I knew it was from a Mario game. Yeah. And I think it was like a Koopa Trooper or something like that. I don't know. And and even right now, I have the page up, and like in the third video, where it shows his foot 
with Mario Brothers stuff on the toe, and then and then the skunk in it, in in the little uh, video thumbnail. Uh. Um, but it, it's, I, I, it's just awful. It's really terrible. It it's just... it's so creepy and unsettling. <laughs> It's got undercurrents that I don't like feeling. But the crazy part is that he said he has what, like 140,000 followers? He's got, he has 144,000 followers. Is- and this is not a guy who like f- does a refollow, like a follow for a follow. He follows 344 people. <laughs> he has 144,000 followers. That is bananas. I wonder if it's crunk eats bananas. But. <laughs> I mean, oh, buddy, it's the the video that you sent me the other day was um, arguably the worst somehow that I've experienced, <laughs> and experienced is the word I, I've uh, was it was um, his pet skunk getting trapped in a pair of his shorts, which are on the floor for the record, not wearing, <laughs> trapped in that, and he's doing a more exaggerated voice than he normally does. It's like baby talk. But through the prism of like, I well, let me stop there. It was baby talk, and it was exaggerated, and it was, it was creepy. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. More than more than I think it tends to be. And 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 also to be fair, like the skunk seemed really scared, which was also unsettling to me. But uh, like I said, this is an account I stumbled upon. I don't know how. <laughs> um, FBI guy in my phone. Might have put it in my lap. FBI guy in my phone was probably like, she's going through some really hard times teaching right now. Let me put this in her lap. <laughs> and like I said, I would, I would watch his videos and I'm like, okay, when I think I'm really weird or when I think that things are really, really bad, I could be this guy. <laughs> You're like, um, excuse me, everyone. I need to see, look at my daily skunk video just give me one one second now mind you he has more followers than i have so he may be super happy with his life and the things he's accomplished but yeah like i said it's just one of those like one of those accounts that i go to i'm like okay i'm gonna feel a little better about myself by watching this or maybe maybe it humbles me (laughs) but the minute the minute he posts a video of like being in the bath with the skunk, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I don't. I watch them. It truly is like morbid curiosity, mm-hmm. and almost from a, a sociological standpoint mm-hmm. of like, ah, let me observe this type of human. Right. I don't know what type of human that I, I don't know. It's one that I, I sometimes don't believe exists when I'm watching it because it's just so much to process, and like somehow. The skunk is at most secondary for me. Yeah. Because he is taking up so much real estate <laughs> in this video. Uh, visually, auditorily, it's all so much. And then it makes you wonder. Like, yes, he gives the skunk. Like, she's, she's the spotlight for the most part. Or she's supposed to be the spotlight for the most part. Right? But then he's got the dog and the cat. And it's kind of like, oh, are they like the... I don't even know how to compare the dog and the cat to 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 anything. You know, like, I gen- I want to know their dynamic. That's what I want to know. Well, um, I feel like I didn't. Sh- I may have shared. I feel like anytime I when they 
shows up in my feed, like I, I'm like automatically send to Brandon. That's what happens in my head. Send to Brandon. <laughs> I love um, that a guy with a creepy affected voice with a pet skunk is what I elicit. You know, like that's what you associate now. Not for anything that I've done, at least purposefully. I apparently need to, something to talk to my therapist about on Tuesday. And I think I've got the next 13 sessions covered. But This guy put a skunk in his pants. So this fucking skunk guy, let me explain. It's, there's just so much to process in each video. And to your point, they're like, I have so many questions. Yeah. Because you only get these snippets. And I feel like I never get any of them answered. I want to know the dynamic. When he's not doing this personality, what is this person like? Yeah. What is the relationship of the skunk with the dog and the cat? Exactly. If he, it feels a little contain, uh, contentious. Here's my other my other question, too. Is it's like, I kind of decided. At first, I was like, what does this man do for a living? Right? What is he, how does he live? Like, is he a teacher? <laughs> you know, like, is he a teacher? Yeah. Um, is, 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 what, is he a cashier at a grocery store? Like, is he a law clerk? Like, what does this guy do? I think I kind of figured out, decided that maybe he's a gamer. Because, you know, people can make that a career, apparently. Uh, I, that's like a whole other world. I have no idea. It's but, a thing that's really with Twitch and even, like, YouTube and even Facebook Live videos. Mm-hmm. It's really flourished for a lot of people during pandemic, for sure. Right. So I'm thinking that maybe that's his deal. That's his thing. Even though he's like real, to me, old school games like uh, Mario, Atari games, um, um, Pac-Man, things like that, right? Uh, whatever. Anyway, I like I need that question. Like, I need to know, what is your profession? I can tell you what he does. What? I just found out. What? It says on his on um, his Twitter bio mm-hmm. that he's a teacher. No. <laughs> it says teacher, gamer, pet dad. So that, that's what it says. So maybe I'm drawn to this account because I'm like looking to my future. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> like am I, am I like, oh my gosh, is this what's going to happen to me? <laughs> Cut to like, uh, like a year from now. And then your bio just says live, laugh, skunk mom. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's a teacher. Now I need to like says, go take a yeah. cold shower and rock back and forth <laughs> in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, oh what has thou wrought? Uh, <laughs> Celine Dion right now. <laughs> Just like a goth version of A Whole New World playing in the background. <laughs> a Whole New World by Marilyn Manson. Like, <laughs> I think I need something more angry. How about how about some Eminem? Eminem, rap something for me, please. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta, it's got to be something like aggro and rageful. <laughs> yes, very angry. <laughs> yes. There are so many possible nominees for this. I, I need the lyrics, live, laugh, love. Game, sass, love in it as well. <laughs> live, laugh, game, skunk mom. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, he's an interesting character. And then also, who randomly is just like, I want a skunk. 
Like, I understand, I, like, finding a turtle in your yard, and you're like, oh, I'm going to keep this turtle. And I don't really know if I understand that either. But, well, I guess it's what, the same thing. It's like, hey, plant, I'm going to bring you home. You're going to come home and die with me. Yeah. I do. I am curious, yeah, about the origin of it. And maybe this is a cynical perspective, but I am curious, like, did he get it because he knew that would do numbers by being, you know, a skunk lab? Because it's obviously... Every, there are so many like dogs with Instagram accounts and things like that, and and uh, there are so yeah. many with that that you've got to really be special and savvy and unique, you know, and really carve out a niche to be able to make headway in that. But I imagine the skunk game doesn't have a lot going on. Well, and here's my other question too: like, what which came first, the dog, the cat, or the skunk? Oh, it's got to be dog, cat, skunk. Dog, cat, skunk. Or, or cat, dog, skunk. But either way, third place, skunk. And here's another thing. Because I, I can say, having students, now I need to know the question, what what does this man teach? <laughs> this is my other question. I need to know grade level, content, and how long he's been doing it. But I will... What if it's, what if it's some, like, Montessori school and it's and, he, and he's teaching intro to skunks? Uh, that, well, hey. <laughs> but that's my thing, too, is, like, I know my students were like, can we get a class pet? And I'm like, sure. Let's get a goldfish. Y'all want a goldfish? And they're like, no. And I'm like, they're like, we want a rabbit. So, like, I, I mean, did he get the skunk because the students wanted a class pet and this was <laughs> what he thought would be appropriate? <laughs> Maybe appropriate for Montessori, but not appropriate for public school. <laughs> You're like, what about a domesticated platypus? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I I just uh, it's uh, yeah there are so many mysteries um, and questions most of which I think ultimately I as much as I think I do I really don't want to know the answers really to some of these things I kind of feel like maybe you should have him as a guest um he probably have uh, much more interesting content to discuss versus like teaching during the pandemic <laughs> yeah I fear I might have like a subpoena in my future. Uh, <laughs> Uh, parody, 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 parody. Uh, man, yeah. I never thought to like look anything up about this person, but I'm sure there are answers out there. The truth is out the there. The truth is out there. <laughs> to put it in next five terms. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, I just don't, yeah. Maybe maybe some things are, are in this case, uh, best letter left unanswered. Uh it's just so much. He, it's disconcerting. Well, you know, you know what? I feel like if we had a lot of the answers, it wouldn't be as entertaining either. Uh, for sure, it definitely, obviously, wouldn't be as intriguing. And and it's intriguing. It's it's just there's a lot to there's a lot to process here in every video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I'm very much like. Also, not only am I watching the actual content of the video, I'm also looking at the surroundings of his apartment or house or wherever he lives. Whatever. Oh no, dwelling I'm, I'm like rev- I'm like reviewing it like it's the Zabruder, Zabruder film, you know, <laughs> from like the JFK assassination. Like yeah. looking in corners and stuff, and like back and to the left. Yeah. I'm like looking, <laughs> back to the left. Back. Yeah, back and to the left. Back and to the left. I'm looking at everything in that video to gleam yeah. any bit of information of stuff that is just happening in the background. Because you definitely get like minute little snapshots of the geography of the place and what was happening, and I'm and I'm no concept, but I'm always intrigued. Yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> I, so yeah, go check that out at Zoo Arcade, and uh, you really won't regret it. <laughs> I, that's uh i can't co-sign that uh you you really might regret it but either way it's at zoo arcade and maybe become one of his uh followers growing 144,000 plus followers become the uh, 145th follower you know what my, my a genuine nightmare would be if if i did follow him and then seeing as he only follows 344 people, if I woke up to a notification he saying he follows back. me, I'd be like, I gotta deactivate. I can't. What's gonna happen next? He must be a cancer. Yeah, I don't know if emotions are his problem. <laughs> no, if anything, he's like... It, it might be the opposite. The complete opposite. He might wish he was a cancer, so then... What was that? There was... What's that book called? I'm not a stereophone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely something somebody writes when they're not. It's like, oh, cool! I just asked how you're doing, and you just told me you're not a zero killer. Oh, now, now the seed is planted, and I'm curious. Uh, we should probably look into um, the zodiac signs of zero killers. Like, are they typically more often um, cancers, or are they more often? If it's a Gemini, I'm going to be. Bothered. If it's a, if it's like a Gemini born on June twentieth, I'm like, oh no, oh, oh, oh no. That's right, your birthday's coming up. Yeah, Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, Father's Day and day before summer, and I think June twenty first is the longest day of the year. Oh man. Yeah. So there's that. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree on the longest day of the year. <laughs> Just because I... You, you I lived talk. it for months and months and months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. There is like, oh, no. never... If only summer was the longest day of the year every day, as opposed to the predominance of all of your year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure every single day was the longest day of the school year. <laughs> Man, I, I, I truly can't imagine. Um, that's a... Uh, I mean, that's as good a place as any to end this. Well, to, uh, end, I, to end it on a... I mean, I know we ended it on on Skunk Boy, but... Um, <laughs> to end it on a positive note, too, um, Please. as far as, like, education goes, I will say, like, the kids still showed growth. They still learned something. And, uh, you know, finishing up the school year, I have to say that um, teachers are really hard on themselves. Um, admin was hard. Everybody had it hard. And I can say 100%, you know, if we taught anything, even if we didn't get them to learn multiplication or they didn't learn uh, how to write a complete paragraph, right, or a five-minute paragraph or a complete sentence, um, you know, they did learn other things like flexibility and and perseverance, you know, um, and just hopefully understanding and, and learning that, you know, teachers and, and supportive parents and everybody was there completely 100% because they were dedicated to the child. Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, the kids did phenomenal considering 
what they had to, what they had to go through and do. Like I sit here and I'm like, oh my gosh, we had it hard as educators and adults and teachers, but at the same time, it's like the kids had it just as hard as we did, <laughs> and yeah. they did amazing. So I'm super yeah. proud of of the kids that I was had the privilege of teaching during a pandemic. <laughs> well, I, I will say too to um, wrap it up very briefly that uh, you know you you all provided like stability for them in a deeply chaotic world, whether they were even exposed to, you know, half of the actual reality of it, of it all. And that, that cannot be underestimated. You know, what you all did, you did administration, all the, your fellow teachers, teachers everywhere on top of that. So, uh, honestly, like truly like complete respect. And I, I can't, I couldn't have done it. So, I really admire what you and, and everyone else did. So we did it. We made it. So now it's like we could do anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now you can luxuriate in two months of a summer, but still something you know to be able to. Well, now I'm relax and process it. Now I'm starting. To, I'm starting to think maybe I should look into uh, owning a skunk. <laughs> hey, you know, buy that platypus. <laughs> Get 144,000 followers, 344 follows, or follow 344 oh, people. And then yeah, or whatever. Change people's lives. Does, yeah. he have, does he have merch? I want to know, like, is he, like, has anybody, like, brought up merchandise with him? I feel like you should do that. And then that that could be your in, intro to him being a guest on your show. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Thank you all for listening. Please uh, stay safe. Get vaccinated if you're not. Take care. Goodbye.